Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD and Wednesday Wisdom. We'll be right back with today's Wednesday Wisdom guest. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also uh, email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to welcome our newest sponsor, Gipper, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're creating a special presentation uh, for Gipper, uh, so please stay tuned. But in the meantime, uh, go to Gipper.com and tell them that you heard about them on the Educational AD Podcast. Again, we want to thank Gipper for becoming the newest sponsor on the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms helps your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and it has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that are involved with athletics. Final Forms also helps with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To find out more about what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras. There's always been analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And the pros have used Huddle for a long time to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million total users, including your student athletes. 
If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack allows you to collect comprehensive data uh, that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program a voice. And it helps demonstrate the importance the effect that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. We've got a very special guest today, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, we connected uh, a while back and, uh, you know, we've got to share. She's been a big friend of the show. Uh, our guest today is Shay Collins. You know, she's a certified athletic administrator. Uh, she directs the athletic program at Midlothian uh, High School in Virginia. Uh, just a, a real pro. And uh, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let her share. Shay, what do you have for us today on Wednesday Wisdom? Well, Wednesday Wisdom is just, do you see us that are women in athletic administration and athletics um, as a whole? So, just to reiterate that we are here as women leaders, whether we're black, white, whatever race nationality that we are, we are here. And I want people to understand that just because a woman, a woman is leading or women are leading um, in an athletic environment, in a department, in a sport, as a coach, as an administrator, we all want the same thing for student athletes. We wanna work just as hard as they are um, as men would do. We also want the same opportunities as men, but let alone we do understand that women's sports are thriving in uh, participation, thriving in people that are coming to games, thriving in acceptance, as well as thriving in pay for coaches and other things of that nature. So we want to make sure that we continue to understand that we are here. We want the same things for student athletes, whether they're in college, whether in high school, even pro athletes um, for like the WNBA, how some of those ladies feel like, you know, I'm getting three months to play a season where men are getting seven or eight and continuously playing. So how do we level that playing field for women in sports? And how do those athletic leaders help to levy that experience that I know we've had, you know, in soccer where they had the whole lawsuits, things of that nature for women trying to talk about pay and trying to get the same respect. I know it's sometimes different to get that respect, but we have to continue to work hard. It is going to be the 50th anniversary for Title IX coming up this year. And so that's a great way for them to see us, see that we're still in the building, we're still um, on the platform. And also we're able to get to that platform and get that seat, not just sit in the seat, but be able to use that seat to levy us to help understand that women's sports are thriving and also the respect that, it, that should be gained and should have been gained years ago. 
Now, Shay, you've shared your story on the podcast before. You've also been part of our uh, special panel where we talked about interviewing and hiring. And your star is certainly rising, uh, as it should, uh, in Virginia and on the national level. But for one of our listeners who might not be familiar with your story, give some uh, uh, a little bit of background and context. Um, you know, you weren't there at the beginning, obviously, when Title IX hit in, back in the 70s. But what were some of your experiences, maybe as a student athlete, and even as you became went from um, coach, a very successful coach, into athletic administration? Uh, what were some of your perspectives uh, from a Title IX look? I will say, um, just in playing sports prior to 2000, I would say, um, you know, and in college, you didn't have, and in basketballs, for me more so, my game as well as as a coach, you didn't have a lot of AAU, you didn't have uh, the summer leagues, the fall leagues, you didn't have all of those things that the kids now have the opportunities. It was for males, but it wasn't as much for the girls. So then you had the fathers trying to come up with teams to have their daughters play or the uncles or the coach at the school who really liked the girls' sports to try to get girls girls to play after high school, where, whether it be a summer league or fall league, whether it be AAU. So having not having a lot of that experience, not having that exposure, I think hindered some of the young people, unless you were able to drive past that or your parents, you know, maybe had money to put you into those things. Secondly, as a coach, um, I coach at Prince George High School. So by us being a larger high school, we actually were playing the winter when before there were some schools that basketball played in the fall with football. So you were playing in the fall, but you have your counterparts playing in the winter. So the recruiting process was probably not equal as it could have been. Now that everybody's playing in the winter, it makes that recruiting process that much better for everybody to have the same opportunities. Plus there's more AAU, there's more leagues, there's more fall league, there's more you know, kids being invited to go, to go to this session, go to that session, go to this camp, go to that camp. I remember taking my girls' basketball team to um, a basketball camp at UNC. Coach Hatchett was there at the time, and that was like one of the best things to go and see girls playing basketball at that high level of play. Because, I mean, you think about UNC, like they're good, right? And so you're able to go to this top camp and see these girls play that players will say, I want to play. I want to do just like that. Oh, I want to go to college and play basketball. And I was able to thank, thankfully I was able to put 10 girls through college um, basketball, not my girls and not my team, but ladies played for our school. Um, and so they weren't my girls or and they were girls at our school that played and we were blessed to be able to send 10 of them to college and play basketball. So that's a testament to, they saw it happening. I want to be a part of this. And then I ended up coming to into athletic administration after teaching for a couple of years. And then into athletic administration, I was in um, Richmond City first, where I was at the time, the only female AD. And then another lady came on um, after me. Um, so it was two of us with five high school city city has five comprehensive high schools so it was two females and three males and then i left richmond city now i'm at chesterfield county public schools and at Melothian high school just more so than any other high school had never had an african-american female let alone black person in the seat of athletic administration so we're already coming into a part of new 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 and i hate when they say oh the first the first the first the first is great but i don't want to be the last whether it's male or whether it's female, to be in this seat to lead student athletes. Because I think we have so much to offer 
but we also have a different perspective. All of us are different in what we do. We're different in our perspective. We're also different in leadership. But I am also the first African-American female to either be in Chesterfield County as a director of student activities. We have, a, we have African-American males before. We've never had an African-American female to lead any school in the entire county of 11 high schools in athletic administration. So it is very, very um, humbling as well as I'm thankful for all the opportunities that I get. It definitely has not been easy. People may see the result now, but this is 10 years, you know, in the making of being an athletic administrator, taking the bumps, the bruises, the talk about the, you know, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. I can't believe she wants me to actually turn paper in. Can't believe she actually wants me to email her back. Like, why would I do that? You know? Um, so in leadership, you you have to do some things that people are uncomfortable with, but if they're comfortable the entire time, you're not leading them. You want to make them uncomfortable because that means you're helping them change and you're helping them to be more successful. But if they're comfortable all the time, there's some, something that's happened with your leadership and how you're not thriving and helping them to see that you have other goals besides just to see, hey, can you coach these games? You know, I am um, one of the ADs and probably one of the few who actually did the book study, um, Joe Ermey's book um, with, 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 with Virginia High School League actually was one of the things they asked us to do, but not everybody followed through with it. But I ended up doing inside out coaching Anyway, um, and so I felt that it was time for me to give my coach a different perspective, but also for me to learn about them. Because coming to a new school, you know a name, you may know a sport, but do you know your coach? Do you know them? And I think sometimes as a leader, whether it's male or female, you have to take that time to get to know them, to see who they are, how you can help better serve. So I think as a leader for me, I think maybe somewhat because I am a female, sometimes the feelings get into it, you know, as you, you don't want to have feelings sometimes, like I don't want to have feelings about them, but you do want to have those feelings. And it's not, I don't think it's just about being a female or being a mom, um, but I think it's just, you see people and you want to see them so that they see you as a leader and they feel comfortable in your leadership. Well, I'm so glad you talked about uh, the, the leadership component. And again, for our listeners, um, I've known Shay now for uh, a while, and she doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. She is very active in mentoring her coaches, mentoring other athletic directors in her state. Um, once again, uh, this is Shay Collins. She's a certified athletic administrator. She's the director of activities and athletics at Midlothian High School in Virginia. We're going to take a quick break, do a couple commercials, but we're going to come back for more on this special episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Please stay with us. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of Wednesday Wisdom. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration and forms, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, has reminders for your parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the forms that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started as a member of the Final Forms team. We also want to say thanks to our newest sponsor, Gipper. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with Gipper, uh, they help you create branded custom content to get your school's athletic department's message out there. Go to Gipper.com for more information, and we're going to have a special Gipper commercial coming soon. So that's Gipper.com for all your marketing and social branding needs. Welcome back, everyone, to Wednesday Wisdom. Our special guest today is a good friend, Shay Collins. She's a certified athletic administrator from the state of Virginia. Very active, uh, not just at her school, but at the state level as well. Um, we were talking about the 50th anniversary of Title IX, uh, but during the break, Shay, you, uh, you mentioned uh, a different direction to take this second segment, so I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, what do you got for us? So I just wanted to talk to people, um, individuals, leaders about certification. Um, some of you all may know what the certification means as an athletic administrator or athletic leader. You either can be an RAA registered athletic administrator, CAA certified athletic administrator, or CMAA certified master athletic administrator. You may say, or you can be internationally certified as well. You may say, why do I want letters behind my name? One thing is to help you grow in your own leadership. I have taken classes, a lot of classes. I'm a CAA. I have two classes left to be a CMAA. So why am I doing this? It does it cost, yes. But if your school is willing to invest in you as you invest in your student athletes and your coaches, that's a win-win situation. But I have taken classes just as others have taken classes. And I will tell you, I went to a session at the National Athletic Ministry, I mean, at the National Conference. And I took a class on marketing. Do I market my school? I'm always on Twitter. I'm always on IG. Like I'm always marketing my school, sending notices out to parents, you know, getting on the principal's weekly email list. So am I marketing? Yes. But what else could I do? I learned in that session that this is something simple. Me being in that session, the individual said, is your school website where your athletic department sends information? Is it up to date? Is there anything six months or older on your website? That cringed me because I'm like, oh my God, do I have anything like that on my website? Like, oh no. I go up there and I have stuff that was from three months prior. Yes, it's not six months, but if my parent is going to look at my website and I'm sending them to my website, I want them to see current information and up-to-date information. So you may say that's something simple, but because I was in that class and that sparked my attention right then, I went to that website to look at it and I had my website my coach who runs my website for me to go update that information. Because if I'm helping and trying to lead my program, then all of it has to be intact. So when you say I pay for the class or the school helps to pay for it, you are going to get so much information out of some of those classes. Yes, you may not get 50 things that you can do better, but that one or two, one or two things that jogs your memory will help your athletic program out. Besides the mentorship that you get from the classes and being in part of those programs, it's going to help you as well. You also get mentors. I'm with the VIAAA Virginia um, Association. I'm on the board as well as a member, um, a chairman for the DEI Committee, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee there. So I see what our ADs that are not certified, how hard it is for them to get away. I understand that. We understand that as well. But because of COVID, one good thing came out, we have these classes online. So you can even take a class online at your own convenience and you have six months to use the class you pay for. So I'm doing a commercial for NIAAA right now, but um, you're able to, yes, get those classes, be certified, but also besides the letters, the mentorship that you get, the camaraderie that you get, the collaboration that you get, the friendships that you make, 
all those things are also helpful. Yes, it may cost 125 or 100 to take a class or 190 for two classes at our state organization. That's in July, by the way. If you're able to come to those sessions or take them online, you're going to get something that's going to definitely help build your program. Some of the classes are mandatory that you take for the certifications, but you're also able to sometimes, as you get into the CAA and the CMAA, to take some electives that you want to take that can better you as a person. But also, again, if you're not if you don't want to be certified, at least join your state organization. Your state organization has so many people that are doing the exact same thing that you are. They're leading every day. They're in high schools, sometimes private schools or charter schools. So they're leading in their organization as well. And if you don't want to take a class, there are ideas that are bounced off each other all the time. People are helping each other, willing to share. Why reinvent when you can just share with each other? But if you're not in those state organizations, you're not being certified, you're not in classes, and you're on your own because I've done this for 15 years, I know what I'm doing. That's cool, but what else are you missing in the same time? Because your student population has changed four times in 15 years. Four times three is 12. So your population has changed from the 15 years that you've been in existence as an AD. Even if it's 10 years, your population has changed twice at least. So what are you going to implement different than you have the other nine years? So as, as an as certified AD, athletic administrator, whether you want to be certified with the letters or not, at least join your state organization so that you can get that camaraderie, you can get that understanding, but also you can have leaders that are supporting you, know what you're going through, but also can give you ideas to help better you and your program as well. Oh, what a great shout out. I'm going to send this recording to the uh, NIAAA oh. so they can use it in their uh, public service <laughs> announcement. Awesome. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I came to my state association, the NIAAA, late in my AD career. Um, I'd been an AD, but just hadn't paid attention, I guess. And um, took my first LTI course, and it was like drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, I was just sucked in. I took the next uh, four courses online over the period of maybe three months. Flew to Dallas that year for the national conference. Wow. took the exam. And while I was in a workshop at that very first conference, um, was at a table with other ADs from all across the country, and came away with the idea that turned into my CMAA project. So um, you, everything that you talked about, about yes, the courses are great, and the certification is great. But it's those uh, relationships that you build with the other professionals that are just so meaningful, you know, like the relationship that uh, you and I have built. So uh, Absolutely. thank you so much uh, for sharing. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I think that um, if people would um, take on the ownership of getting mentored slash getting better and learning people, um, because we are on an island sometimes, we feel like we're by ourselves a lot, that people don't understand what we go through. And an AD understands what an AD goes through, or DSA, Direct Student Activities, understand what the other one goes through. But at the same time, we're in this race together, so why not learn to lean on each other as best as we can? And those relationships that you build then, whether you become an AD like and stay for 20 years or like yourself, retired out, but still being able to have contact with those you know, state organizations because you built those relationships and people trust you, they know you, you're doing an awesome job. Thank you for um, always thinking of me or having me on your show, but also all the ADs you recognize. I just want to say this too to you because I was going to shout you out um, today on Facebook and also on Twitter, but I'll say it now. Um, thank you for seeing us as female ADs, not just Black females, but all of us, because I will say your show, and I listen to a lot of people, and I would watch 
you have a lot of women and a lot of men. So you are ab absolutely shining a light on athletic administrators, whether they're male or female, black, white, whatever. You are shining a light on them. So we thank you so much for, your, for what you're doing to bring us together, to bring people to know what we go through, also the different topics that you have, the engagements that you have, um, as well as your presentations at different organizations where you may, may lead. So thank you so much for leading um, and also being in the constant um, leadership for us so that we can see, hey, someone else has done it for years. And now look where he is on the stage and the platform, literally on a platform for track, but definitely uh, on a different stage. So thank you so much for that. Oh my goodness. You are, you are too kind, my friend. Uh, let's turn that around. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and I encourage you to do so, how do they get in touch with Shea Collins? So email S-H-E-A underscore Collins at ccpsnet.net. That is Shea, S-H-E-A underscore Collins at ccpsnet.net. I'm also on um, LinkedIn and I'm also on Twitter at 10S Collins. And as well as IG is Melothian um, High School Sports, but I'm also on my own IG as well. I don't know if I get personal information, but um, but anyway, Collins Ball for Life. So um, that's also uh, where you can contact me as well. So okay, I'm not on uh, Instagram, but I can tell you, listeners, uh, Shay's got a very strong uh, Twitter game. <laughs> uh, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> This is going to be, uh, again, this is a very special uh, episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, when we get off the air, I'm going to try to put a, an arm lock on Shay and see if I can make her part of our regular uh, rotation and bring her back. Um, come back next week for uh, more Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program a voice, and it helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at one 800 738 6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, Shay Collins is definitely going to be joining our regular rotation as a contributor to our Wednesday Wisdom team. Um, so please come back every Wednesday for more Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. Also want to give one final shout out to our sponsors, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs, Hometown Ticketing, Huddle, Gipper, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, Final Forms, and Sideline Interactive. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you next time.